This is the Cornfield Theology Podcast. Nice. I am one of the hosts, and my name is Brooks, and this is our co-host. Sean Powers. How you doing, everyone? Oh, man. Okay, so Sean Powers. Everyone being you. (laughs) Everyone being. So Sean Powers is a pastor at Redemption Hill Church, a church plant in the heartland of the universe. Yeah, baby. Des Moines, Iowa. That's right. I'm going to pretend to like Des Moines for the entirety of this podcast. Hey, you admitted to me yesterday that you... Love the heartland and Waukee in particular, which is you know suburb of the. I'm growing to like the city I live in. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, changing your heart, son. I don't know if I like the heartland very much. You're gonna get what? people angry at me. All nah, my friends are gonna be texting me. Don't worry about saying them. you like the heartland. Uh, you like Iowa. You've posted worst on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean and I are starting this podcast uh, to talk about things. Yeah, that's right. What do you want to talk about? Uh, probably theology, For sure. hot topics. Hot we topics. kind of missed a lot of them right now. What about but, sports? Uh, hold on, hold on. What about sports? Uh, I don't think so. Why not? You can talk about That's it. That's my jam. I'll just sit here Wait. that episode. Yeah, okay. You can talk about I'll just... Because well, who's going to listen? It's a the, it's called theology. What's it called? The, cornfield, cornfield theology. theology. <laughs> so, yeah. Who's expecting to listen to sports? Cornfield sports doesn't work very so, well. So, I think... Um, we're gaining a lot of our influence uh, from podcasts like Doctrine and Devotion. Yeah, good stuff. Which is, bo- I think, both of our favorite podcasts. For sure. But it uh, sounds like Sean's trying to do some Happy Rant yeah, podcast type I don't stuff know. over ha- here. I'm sure Happy Rant's great. Never listened to it. Oh, you got to listen to it, bro. It's one of the best podcasts out there, right. uh, except when they talk about sports. What? That's the whole <laughs> That's thing I'm trying thing, to tell man. you. Um, but we're yeah, we got influence from a lot of different podcasts. I think we listen to a lot. I actually have my own uh, podcast called The Brooks Podcast. What's it called again? Uh, the Brooks Podcast. For one more time. Uh, the Brooks Podcast. Should I listen to it? Uh, depends. Uh, do you like podcasts? Well, do I like that podcast? Do, you... <laughs> <laughs> do does anyone really is the question? Um, so let's just take this uh, first episode, and uh, we want to talk about church planting. Yeah, that's right. All right, so let's do it, Sean. Yeah, have you planted a church? I have, man. Uh, and I would say we are planting a church, um, Redemption Hill Church, uh, located here in Waukee, Iowa. Um, so you haven't planted a church. We're planting. We're in the process of. I would say we've planted a church, and there's a process. We just continue to kind of go at it. Like the question is, like, when do you move out of the planting stage into like a we're a church, which we are. What's a what, what's the answer to that question? That's a good question. I'm not even sure I know the answer. <laughs> so the the one answer that I've heard, I think, uh, from some of my peers, people in my classes, things like that, is that it becomes a church the moment you start to partake communion together, yeah, worship together on a Sunday. So we I, are a church. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. No but mistake. are we also a church plant? Yes, and yes. And I think part of the reason is um, in this process, we haven't done membership yet. We haven't done membership? Yeah, and so so we're moving... So to- what's going to happen if I want to go to another church in our denomination? What do you mean? Does my membership not transfer because we don't have membership? <laughs> we're not quite there yet, Yeah, right? <laughs> well, that's part of the process. So we we planted about... Um, we started the church oh, nine months ago. So it was last the last um, Sunday in October of 2000. Ten months ago. Ten months ago now? Yeah. And... Um, you know, it's by God's grace. 11. 11 months? No, no, not 11. No, 10. This is not a math podcast, <laughs> clearly. But um, nonetheless, uh, by God's grace. Would you expect you know, someone from the middle of a cornfield to know how to count math? <laughs> I still consult my almanac to figure out what month it is. Yeah, right. I don't. I tell what the month is by how much the corn's grown. No, yeah, knee high by 4th of <laughs> July is the saying around here, that's for sure. 
Um, mm-hmm. By God's grace, though, we've, you know, um, we're, we're still going strong. And, um, you know, to, to kind of get back to the question, uh, I, I, I listened to a, a Nine Marks podcast about how one of the individuals they sent out of, was it Capitol Hill Baptist? You know, what did he consider the first Sunday of uh, their church? And it was the same answer you gave, which was they celebrated the um, communion together, Lord's Table. And we've done that since the f- the first Sunday that we begin began to meet as a as a church. So that's when I do consider us, you know, a church, a body of Christ, um, a gathering people. And and uh, you know, we're continuing to move forward toward membership. Um, so I think once we hit that like membership date, which is you know coming soon, um, I think at that point, you know, we got this covenant idea. You know, we've, we're covenanting together now as a people. We've, we're kind of growing together right now in the church planning process, and uh, we're moving toward covenanting together as people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. So a uh, real quick introductory question I have for you. Yeah, far away. Where are we coming from theologically with this podcast? What can people expect about Dude, our beliefs? come on. You know the answer to that. Yeah. Why are you asking me? Cause, oh, because people are listening. Oh, because we're well, Armenian. It, well, we... Uh, <laughs> what? Are you telling me you're Armenian? Hey, I'm just saying we baptize babies. Stop. That. Okay. Now I got to clear it listen, up for you and for everyone who's listening. No one in our church speaks in tongues. So, so Redemption Hill, <laughs> Redemption <laughs> Hill is a part of a larger denomination, uh, Sovereign Grace Churches. Do you, so, do you speak in tongues? I do. We're not talking about it. All right. We just lost half of our viewers. <laughs> hey, don't go anywhere. Come back still. Listen, if that gets y'all hot and bothered, just put a comment uh, and then, uh, you know, we'll talk about that in the future if you want to hear about why I'm a continuationist or a charismatic. But back to the question. It's like, this is, this is me, you know, not going on the rabbit trail with you, guy. We are reformed in our soteriology. Meaning? Meaning we're Calvinists. Does that help? Yeah. And? I guess that helps. Oh, stop. Didn't it. we talk about Calvinism before? When? Oh, oh, yeah, we did. You can go to the Brooks What's podcast. It? There's an episode called Misconceptions About Calvinism. What's it called? Misconceptions About Calvinism. Whose which, podcast is it? Oh, my goodness. Would you recommend people listen to that episode? <laughs> I, I think so. It's pretty good. Really? As a matter I of fact, it's I, not. I think you told me it's your most listened to podcast. Episode. Episode, sorry. Yeah. I don't know why, though. I think it's just the name. It's, it's just, the, yeah, it's just the name. It maybe, wasn't the best episode. Maybe it's their voices. No. Oh, oh. No, it's your voice. So <laughs> Hello. I got an email yeah. from a, a great friend after that podcast episode went out. And uh, she just said, you know, Brooks, your your voice has some ways to grow. And she said this so graciously because she's a vocal coach. Oh, and she yeah, was like yeah. saying, uh, you've got some ways that you can grow in your, vo- in your, in your voice. Uh, I'd love to help you with that. Your friend, talking about you, your friend, uh, his voice is great. Oh, good. He doesn't. He basically said, "You don't even have room to grow. Your voice is just naturally amazing for a podcast." So I got a face and a voice for radio. That's fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so back to the question, right? Rabbit trail again. So yeah, Calvinism, right? Uh, and then we just get to the other kind of the highlights. Um, like we've already touched on, we're um, continuationists. Which we're is, amillennials. Um, well. <laughs> Let me get let me let me get the, the foundational stuff out of the way, and then we can get into eschatology. Infralapsarians. Um complementarian. No, I'm not an infralapsarian. So complementarian would be another. What uh, are we hard term. or soft complementarians? Come on, man. We gotta do our own podcast. Let's get back to the church planning, but that's who we are. Ooh, you're avoiding questions now. I'm not avoiding questions. I'm staying on task, which is the problem with you, son. <laughs> man, it's like when we were meeting in our community groups, like I'm the guy who's gotta bring us back on the trail. Let's yeah. continue to move forward. Because I'm trying to talk about the important issues here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. What do people want to hear? 
about church planning right now, okay. and then we're going to do a podcast on so, reforms, teriology. Uh, Sean, let's get on topic now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> with regards to church planting, yeah. how long did it take you to plan before you actually were on the ground meeting week to week? That is a great question. I got to tell you, I'm shooting in the dark here just because I'm not very good at math. Um, year and a half, but a year and a half of planting or of planning before actually physically moving here, boots on the ground, getting things organized here in the Des Moines Metro. So a lot of prayer, a lot of planning, a lot of conversations. Uh, I did a cohort uh, through Sovereign Grace, uh, a church planning cohort, which was fantastic. We Sovereign uh, Grace? Yeah, Sovereign Grace Churches um, through the denom- denomination. That's our denomination, Sovereign yep, Grace Churches. Yep. And it was awesome. Basically, we uh, it was me and um, a bunch of other guys who were planning churches and we got together over the course of a year, once a month, whether it was in person, out in Philadelphia, uh, also known as Philly, or uh, you, you know, can't act like you're I'm, proud to be no. to say Philly. I did, I'd say you're not, not from proud. Philly. I'm not from Philly. This is a Heartland podcast. No, this is a cornfield theology. Cornfield. We ain't, we ain't Philly theology. <laughs> so this is Philadelphia theology, cornfield theology. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I'm not about the, that Philly theology. What? Brotherly what? love? What's wrong with that? Oh, what's wrong? That's like coming from the Greek. Brotherly love? That's a Greek word in there, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It's a, it says a city. That's I, I an know, old city. But gonna, come on. There's a letter to Philadelphia in Revelation. Yeah, we're not on that. Jesus said that. Get rabbit trail. Come on. So, anywho. How come when you go off topic, it's okay, but when I go off topic, it's a rabbit trail? I'm not going to play the pastor card right now. I'm not going to play the pastor card right now. I'm not going to play the pastor card. <laughs> I'm not going to play the intern card either. <laughs> right. I never play the intern card. It so, takes a long time. Power. Takes a long time to plan, and um, if if you want to do it well, now some guys it could be shorter, it could be longer. I don't know, but I do appreciate the process that I went through with Sovereign Grace Churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, shout out to Ian McConnell, who yeah. is our uh, double shout out. Yeah, double shout out. He's like director of church planning in Sovereign Grace Churches, and uh, just a wealth of wisdom. Uh, the guy's been there, done that in terms of church planning, and uh, really helped prepare my mind, my heart, um, to be on the ground and to do what we're doing because. It's hard. I, I told you know all the folks on our core team. What have I said? It's good, but it's hard. You've said that uh, ad nauseum. Yeah, <laughs> ad nauseum. I don't know. What does ad nauseum mean for us simple folk from the cornfield? A lot, a lot of times I've said it. So, That's what ad nauseum means. A lot of times. I hope so. If someone's got a dictionary and wants to like uh, a Latin dictionary, <laughs> DM me. Let me know. Um. So I have. Don't know what I was about to say. Okay, I lost my question. That's my life story. Don't worry about it. Oh, with your church plant, yeah. With planting Redemption Hill Church, yeah. Um, I think a lot of what we have is we have a lot of expectations. We're yeah. planning big events, big things like that. What were some of your expectations that weren't met? Some things that you thought would happen that didn't really happen. Yeah, that's a fantastic question um, because, like I just said, you know, you, you take a lot of time to plan, right? You got a year and a half, you get on the ground, and you, you get on the ground, and you're like, this did not go the way that I initially thought. And um, a couple of practical things. Um, before moving to the Des Moines Metro, we had planned to meet in a middle school, right? Oh, yeah. You remember I forgot that? about that. Yeah, I was pushing it, and I'm like, hey, I'm all excited. I've had, you know, had a conversation with the school district, and you know, we're going to do this and that, and we're going to have enough room. And uh, it did not materialize like that at all. And um, by God's grace, you know, it's it's worked out in a different way. So that was, a you know, really a practical thing. Yeah, we've thing. been meeting on the street. What? Oh. No, we've been meeting at, um, there's a local church here who's, you know, they've rented out their um, 
they call it their commons room. It's like an office space with, yeah. a, like, with a little but place to meet, you know. Totally, and it's worked out fantastic yeah. in, in God's providence. Uh, we've been meeting there. So that was one thing that, you know, you, you plan for, and then it changes kind of on the fly. Uh, other thing is people, right? When you, um, you know, put out a word to the local church or your local church that you're attending, hey, I'm going to go plant a church. Who wants to come with me? You know, some folks are really excited right away, and they're like, I'm going with you. And then, you know, there's a heart change, and um, that's that's great too. I've never begrudged that. Um, and so you plan, and then, you know, they don't come, or, or you plan for certain people to be there, and then new people come. And so um, those are some more expectations. And with I pe- was kind of the opposite of that kind of situation. How do you mean? Uh, you asked me to consider joining the church plant yep. uh, in like October, the summer before you right. planned uh, or planted, I mean. And I said, I said, no. <laughs> right. And, and I think after like... What changed your mind? Uh, I think what changed my mind most is I went back home to Mississippi where I'm from uh, over the, for winter, mm-hmm. for Christmas. And the pastor, what my, one of my pastors from when I was uh, younger... Uh, who I, I actually ended up living with him for a good bit of my life too, a few, like uh, four or five months. Yeah, he was telling me. Well, he just encouraged me to do the church plant instead of what I was planning on doing. Um, and he had a lot of influence over me, so I started to really think about it, pray about it more. And I think I just felt. Uh, well, I, I didn't. I don't know if it was felt. I I I saw more benefit in the long run. Yeah. Of learning to plant churches. So my I'm in I'm a student at Midwestern Seminary right now in the MDiv program. The Accelerate program, actually, if you want to look that up, it's awesome. Um, but my goal is to plant churches yeah. among unreached people groups. And right. so I kind of yeah. had two options in front of me, plant a church, go to uh, go overseas. Right, right. Uh, and I, I just had to weigh those out and say what was going to be more helpful to me uh, in my learning. And the, the reason that I decided that church planting in Iowa would be is because you uh, were such a good discipler and pastor already at Sovereign Grace. And I knew that over the next however long I was going to be with you, that that I would benefit from sitting yeah. under your your pastoral care and and counseling. So one one follow up comment, and then a question for you. Um, I, I think if you aspire to be a, a church planner and you're listening to this, I think it's really helpful to be in a church planning context because there's so much you can absorb and take in and 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 observe and learn. Um, there's nothing like it. Uh, so my question for you, Brooks, is. You know, I'm asking, answering some of these questions like from the pastoral perspective. So, as a, as a guy who's um, you know moved down in here for the church plant, how how has it been for you? So, are you like turning my question on me? Like, what are my expectations that weren't met, or things yeah, like, you like can, what's you, different? You can approach it like that, but more more like just your experience. You know, Let, let's say someone's listening to this and like, you know, I'm not a pastor, but think about joining a church plant. How would you describe the experience for them? Well, I think that. Church plants uh, are a lot more like a church than I expected. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of expected to just be like basically a small group that's meeting until they become like a church. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, totally. And first Sunday was a church. We were a church. Well, you know, know what I mean? It's interesting you say that because going back to the question you gave, you had for me, you know, what are some of the expectations you had that kind of changed? I initially planned to meet as like a small group in my home. Did we have too many people, I'm guessing? And, and then I looked around, like, I'm looking at my living room, and I'm like, mm, 
this ain't gonna work. No, no. that was gonna fit in here, even if you like, you know. And you actually live in the middle of a cornfield, so that would have been a, quite a drive for some of the people living in the suburbs of. You Des make it sound like I live an hour and a half away from the city. Come on, man. Not an hour and a half, but a good good distance. Well, you know, it's cornfield theology. The <laughs> if you want to do cornfield theology really well, you better be smelling and eating that corn. So going back to the question, I think for people who are looking for a church to join, especially for people who are looking to be in ministry in some way, uh, I would really advise joining a church plant. Ministry just becomes so much more clear. Like you could see it in that context. You could see what's going on Mm. so much more easily. Yeah. You're just going to learn easier. Yeah. And it's the intimacy, right? Like you're with each other. You're, I mean, because of sheer size. Yeah, you're just gonna see things differently as opposed to say if you're in a, a larger church, even just like a church of 300, you're gonna see things differently. You don't even need to talk about mega churches. So mm-hmm. church planning context provides that unique um, perspective on um, what it goes into starting a church. So. so, for someone who is looking to be in ministry or someone in seminary, do you think it would be wise to plant a church right out of seminary? It depends. Depends on the person, the maturity of the individual. I, I'll give you a, um, quickly my story in a, in a real brief nutshell, and then a friend of mine. When I was in seminary, I had a friend who um, he was a little older. He was finishing his PhD, but right out he went and planted a church in Boston. And um, for myself, uh, I you know I graduated seminary, and it was God's kindness where I didn't get into ministry right away. In seminary, I wanted to you know I had these these stirrings about church planting. I hung out with a bunch of people who wanted to plant a church. Some of those guys did plant right after seminary. For me, uh, it was a maturity factor. And so, you know, I worked full time in the business world and, uh, you know, three, four years later before I even got into pastoral ministry. And it was even another four years after that before starting a Redemption Hill Church. And so it's it's different for everyone. And um, yeah, that's the simple answer. It's not, it's not one of those like yes or no answers. It's, well, let's talk about the man. Who has that desire? Where's he at with the Lord? Where's his maturity level? Can he lead? Now, there's a ton of factors. Mm-hmm. And some, sometimes it takes time to see that in a person. Would you recommend maybe trying to find uh, trying to find a job as a pastor at another church and doing that before planting? I've seen a lot of models where they do that, where it's like, you're going to pastor at our church for a year or for two years, mm-hmm. and then we'll send you out to plant the church. Yeah. I because you want to have some totally. type of pastoral ministry under your belt. Ton of wisdom in that. Ton of wisdom. I'll give you my example. Uh, once again, you know, I was a pastor on staff at Sovereign Grace Church in Burnsville, Minnesota for, Minnesota for about uh, my really Minnesota came out for about four years. And I cannot tell you the wealth of experience I was able to obtain from being in ministry and walking with guys who've done it before me and ask them questions, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you experience things and you react to it and then you learn from it. There's things that I reacted to where I'm like, wow, I really learned a lot from that and I would probably do it differently in the future. And um, you know, since moving to you know Des Moines Metro, planning Redemption Hill Church, redemptionhilldsm.org. Um, I just, nice plug. I, I know you like that. <laughs> I'm the king of plugs, by the way. Uh, so really, uh, yeah, you plug something else. Pl- plug something else. Uh, the Brooks podcast. <laughs> Again. So uh, I've just learned a lot. I've, I've learned to apply my past experience to the current situation, and uh, it's been really helpful. So there's a ton of wisdom in that. And as a matter of fact, the way that uh, Sovereign Grace Churches does church planning is that we have a residency. So let's say you come to me like, "Hey, I want to plant a church." Okay, that's great. We have a process for that, and part of that is 
you know, doing a residency for a year in a church where you can ask those questions and experience ministry on a very practical level. Sovereign Grace Churches or Sovereign Grace Church in Burnsville, Minnesota? Uh, churches are denomination. Okay. They have a residency program? Yeah, it's, right. just part, it's baked into the church planting process. Okay. I got you. Uh, I was thinking also, going back to uh, recommending people join a church plant, if they're looking for a church, you know, if yeah. it's someone out there who's, we're not trying to take people away from no. other churches at all, but if, it, if there's someone out there who's actively looking for a church to join uh, and you're, you could join a church plant, you're going to receive, I think, some more personal care maybe from the pastor. So talking about like you, you, you are having to do administrative stuff that yeah. you might not have had to do otherwise. Like Correct. if as a pastor of another church, you might have more time to spend just caring for people. Right. Uh, however, because we're small and because you are the only pastor, right. you ha- you get the opportunity to care for people individually totally. and frequently. Yep. Uh, and so you receive really, really personal. Accessible. And, uh, yeah, and true, sincere care from the pastors who who are going to know you. They're going to know who you are. So can I go on a rant? Is, uh, that, is that cool? So here you're hitting on something about pastoral ministry in general that's really uh, important to me. Like, pastoral ministry is not just preaching on Sunday morning. Like, you know, you go back to the seminarian, right? They just they have this vision and grandeur of like, I'm going to preach every Sunday morning and everyone's going to listen to me. And uh, yeah, preaching is part of it. I, I preach every week at Redemption Hill Church, but pastoring is also caring for people's souls outside of the pulpit. And so uh, there's this, I can't remember where, what commentary it came from, but it's, it has stuck with me and it will continue to be with me as long as I'm a pastor. It's, and it's this uh, phrase, the smell of the sheep um, is on the shepherd and the smell of the shepherd is on the sheep. And that's meaningful to me because that, that means the pastor is with the people. Hmm. You know, and it's, and it's, it, you know, you, there's different, there's other churches that are much larger, but it's, that's really hard to do. I'm trying to remember which book said this also. I guess I'm just as bad as... <laughs> We're just quoting stuff without citing them. <laughs> okay. I think it was the pastor's book by Kent Hughes. That's what I think it was, but I don't, okay. but I don't remember. That's a good one. But he was talking about um, the need, you can't, you can't prepare a sermon for people you don't know. Yeah. He's talking about if you're going to be preaching week to week in a local church and you don't spend time with your members, getting to know them, getting to f- a sense of their needs, their wants, mm-hmm. who they are, yeah. your sermon, you're not you're not doing it right. Absolutely. You're so, not prepping your sermon correctly. So, so men, we're kind of delving into preaching in general and some of the, the philosophical um, underpinnings of what preaching should be, and that's knowing your context, right? So you got to know your people. You even got to know your community, Right, something happens in your community. You want to be able to speak into that. It's it's so critical. I think from your from your perspective, what are some of the benefits to being able to basically start a church instead of move into one? So yeah. I think you've mentioned to me before, like being able to to have a, cult, a church culture built from the ground up. You're taking my steam away. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, so we, what does that mean? What so mean? like it, there's a difference between, let, let's say um, you're looking for a job in pastoral ministry and you're going to throw the resume out and, um, you know, and the resume goes to 10 churches and you finally, a church calls you in, you candidate and you come in. And with that, you you bring a vision, you you bring your ideas, your experience into that, that church. And... Um, what oftentimes is the case, and I hear this from friends who've gone this route, is that it's hard to change that culture within the church. You know, if there's something that you want to see change, there's just difficulty in that because 
if a church has been there for you know 40 years or whatever, even longer, there's just a lot of history, and um, that's not necessarily bad. It's just it's like a it's like a barge on the Mississippi River, right? It takes a long time. If that's going south toward toward the Gulf of Mexico, and you need to go back north for whatever reason, it takes a long time to turn that barge around. It could take years. So that's the thing. With planning a church, it's different. You get to build from the ground up. You get to lay down the culture from the ground up, the theological underpinnings of the church from the ground up, right? So mm-hmm. our, our distinctives as, as, um, as a Sovereign Grace Church, uh, we come out of the gate right away. This is who we are. This is what we believe. And there's a lot of value. And not one is better or worse. You just got to realize whenever you walk into a situation, whether it's a church plant situation or you know walking into a church, where it's maybe a revitalization project, you're walking into different challenges. And so just being really aware of that is super important. And so the challenges we face is how do you build that culture, right? Um, how do you start something from the ground up? Well, that's just part of the church planning process. Hmm. Why is it important to even plant churches? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I may be wrong in saying this, but I yeah. don't think that church planting is the most popular way Why? of fulfilling the Great Commission Why? in Western evangelicalism. Why isn't it? I'm, that's, I'm not sure why it isn't. Yeah. Um, here's, here's something I think is missed often. The New Testament emphasizes the importance of the local church everywhere. Oh, totally. In, in every book. Absolutely. So we talk about... Pauling epistles, boom, local church. What, or who are the epistles written to? The local churches, baby. They're written to local churches. Absolutely. Um, we're preaching through, you're well, preaching through Acts, the book of Acts right now. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so easily seen in the book of Acts, no the doubt. centrality of the local church. Absolutely. So what just happened, we just finished preaching through chapter two, and yeah. what just happened? Local the church. Holy Spirit came. Yep. Peter preached. Pentecost, tongues of fire, speaking in tongues. He said, repent. Charismatic. Repent. repent. Yeah. And people turned to Christ. Yeah, people were saved. Over 3,000 souls. Over 3,000 people were saved. And immediately, what happens? Well, what happened was, is that what we, um, the church is called to the apostolic teaching. They're called to the fellowship. They're called to the breaking of bread. And they're called to, what else? To be committed to the local church, they didn't. They weren't. I wouldn't even say they're called to it. They did it. They did. They just yeah, exactly. did it. They it just happened. The church, yeah. You see, three thousand souls were saved, and then the next verse is like, and they dedicated themselves every day to fellowship oh, yeah. and the prayer and the breaking of bread. I think the ESV says devoted. Church being and, in the local church is the natural out, uh, that natural growth of of the Christian faith. Yeah, they were continually devoted. Now you get behind that Greek word um, that's translated into the English, devoted. It's all the time devoted. Uh, a guy in our community group last night, he um, he said, don't you think that Greek word, I've heard it, he said, I heard it said that that Greek word is like addicted, which which you think about that, that's like. Is it true? Is it true? You know, I haven't gone that. I haven't, I was, I haven't done the deep dive. I'm kind of wary yeah, I know. about that kind of thing. I like, I, I, I tend to trust my English translations and when none of them say the word addicted, <laughs> I'm just going to go with the word dedicated. I know. I went, I went with, I went with continually devoted. You're doing your CSB thing over there, aren't you? Is that. The dedicated. I'm going with devoted. It's ESV. Oh, may, maybe I. No, I may just be mis saying it. Regardless, continually devoted. That idea that we're constantly in the apostolic teaching, uh, breaking bread with one another, meeting in homes, going. It says in the in uh, go to the temple, but we would say go to the church, right? We're meeting regularly. We're in each other's lives. Can we, can we biblically call our church the temple? Sure, you can. 
Because right. the body of Christ is a so temple. So from now on, I'm going to the temple. On yeah, you, <laughs> that's right. Body of Christ, we are a temple. Hmm. So we just think that church planting is God's means of spreading the gospel to the ends of the earth. I think it's the primary means. Like you, you look through the book of Acts and we'll continue to go. As the word of God is preached, um, people are saved. Local churches, uh, they rise up. And uh, we see things beginning to move. And um, it's a global mission. It's a global mission to plant churches. Hmm. One more question I have for you. Some, what are some things that uh, you, ex- that you, how do I phrase this question? I don't know. That I've experienced and it didn't happen? I think, didn't I already ask that? No, you think you did. So what are things that uh, you didn't expect that ended up happening with the church plant, things that you didn't foresee, but that you kind of say you need to be prepared for if you're going to be planting a church or joining a church plant as a member. Yeah. Things that I didn't expect and they happened. Well, a lot like, um, let's just go to the people who joined the core team. That time Trump showed up. Stop. At no, our church. Not a chance. And you prayed for him. No. And everyone got mad. No. David Platt. I'm sorry about that, man. All the hate Twitter he got. No, that didn't happen. That wasn't us? That wasn't us. Oh. I'm not on his radar, at least right now. I didn't know David Platt was either. Yeah, I know, right? I'm sure David Platt would have said, I'm not on Trump's radar. What's he doing here? You never know. Mr. President? You never know. Why is he walking up on stage? Well, he got a call. Did you read his thing? He got a call. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, like that. after he got he got done he got done preaching, and then he got a call, and it was like, no, or no, he, I know he, got, he. I think he was like told to text. go backstage, and another pastor said, like Trump, uh, the president's on his way. Excuse me, Mr. Platt. Uh, yeah, yeah, what's going on? He's got done preaching. First of all, it's for either doctor or pastor. You better put some respect I'm on sorry. David Platt's sorry, name. Dave, sorry, Doctor Platt, Mister David Platt, Mister Doctor David Platt. By the time David Platt was twenty-seven years old, in fact, check this because may not be true. By the time he was twenty-seven <laughs> years old, Wikipedia, he had. A, he had a uh, double major bachelor's degree, man, two master's degrees, and a PhD. What? 27 what? years 27? Pretty sure. What am I doing with my life? That's what, I'm 38. That's what, that's what my brother told me. I was 27. So what was the question, though? Uh, what are things that you didn't expect that ended up happening with the church plan? The, the commitment from the folks in the church. I got to tell you, you just don't know what you're getting into sometimes. You don't experience something, and it's kind of like, all right, here we go. By faith, we're walking forward. Faith in Jesus and knowing that He's, you know, called me to plant a church. Which is going to be like, what, what is this going to be like to do this with, you know, all these folks who are part of the core team? And um, I got to tell you that the love and the care and the support uh, from folks in our core team has been absolutely amazing, like in unexpected ways. Mm-hmm. And that's stuff like, you know, that what about the people in our core team who weren't faithful and ended up leaving us? What? No one's left. Mm-hmm. Who left? Mm-hmm. Who left? So let me. Ex- is there is there a ghost? Let me remind you of something. Uh, I'm talking about since the first time we've met. Oh, you're nobody. gonna qualify it again. Oh, you're gonna qualified. add a qualifier now. Since the first day we met, oh as a church, my broke goodness. bread together. We had someone on our core team. Well, you know, he had a heart attack. You know, that's a, that's a yeah, reason. I, that's well, a reason to reconsider your life choices. <laughs> you know. But I miss him. I do. I miss him too. But you know, things happen. But, but may since, I remind you that. When you were looking at that school that we were going to move into, that you left me at a coffee shop because that was big boy stuff. And oh. then guess, guess, guess who left? But young Padawan. Not me. But young Padawan, we're doing a podcast together now. You've grown up so quickly. It took me a year. You've grown up a so year. quickly. I've now got Good the job. trust. I will say that 
what about a year later, I went and looked at other schools with you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so I took his place. He did. But anyway, if you're listening, Robin, we do. We love you and miss you. Back to your point, though. By God's okay. grace, by by God's grace, since we started meeting as a local church, um, you know, we're going strong. And uh, that's God. That's God at work. Yeah. And to build his church. I mean, it's get back to that who's building this and we have the privilege to be used as tools in his hands uh, for the building of his church and uh it's been great to see all the folks dive in be committed say yeah i'm for this and uh, we're doing it together it's awesome Amen. yeah uh so closing up here because we want to do around 30 minutes i think yeah are we uh, gonna talk about can sports people, can people expect more episodes of this podcast or are we gonna be like those one-off ones that are like oh, so man. you and i you know we we were we were uh ping-ponging back to be and, a little more uh sure of your answer <laughs> i'm getting there just then you're, <laughs> you're like uh you know um i don't know maybe uh, maybe. Uh, you gotta listen See, doing it again man this is why i like preaching on sunday because i know no one's gonna interrupt me come on um what i was not, gonna, not. what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> what i was gonna say is you know when we were we were tossing this idea around and going back and forth on uh on uh our messenger you simply asked the question, are you going to be committed to it? And that was a good question. Like, am I going to be committed to it? And so what I did promptly. On uh, Messenger? I, uh, I message. You're muddying the details here. Uh, whatever. I went back and I said, you know what? Can I be committed to this? Where, you know, we're not, we're not going to be like Doc and Devo. Those guys are like machines. They pump out stuff all the time to their credit. Yeah. Uh, I don't have that bandwidth. New uh, podcast episodes every Monday and Thursday. Video content on Friday. See pl- ya. Why plug our podcast? Not theirs. What are you doing? Man, uh, so anyways, and I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor <laughs> at Redeemer Fellowship, and I'm Joe Thorne. And uh, <laughs> da, 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 da. sorry, I don't know what you do. Uh, what you so, don't know? You don't is listen. Is he the lead pastor? Yeah, he's the lead pastor at Redeemer Fellowship yeah. in St. Charles, Illinois. St. Charles, Illinois, yeah, yeah, outside yeah. of outside of Chicago. Uh, anywho, we want to put out several a month, and we want to touch on, like we said, a range of topics. Theology for sure. It's like, well, we're you know cornfield theology, baby. But also want to talk about current events. Um, you know, as they come up, we want to talk about them. And part of the reason why we want to do that is uh, we know that... We so, have good things to say. We have... <laughs> wow. We know that Would you want, we're the voices that evangelicalism needs. Do you want me to pat you on the back or do you want to pat yourself on the back there? Okay. Come on. So, like, stuff, stuff happens, like, we won't get into it now, but, you know, the shootings in El Paso and Dayton. Like, people ask they questions. last week, yeah. Yep. And we want to be able to respond to that from a biblical perspective, from a, from a Christian mm-hmm. worldview. Because uh, okay, yeah, so now we're the briefing. No, we're not the briefing. Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, listen to the briefing. How yeah. many podcasts are we going to copy here? You know what? It's an, we're going to. Can we not just be the great value doc, doc and Devo? Oh, man, we're gonna we're gonna throw all into the blending to the pot and um, see what happens. Anyway, uh, expect more episodes. We're gonna do it. But we're gonna talk. That's about my sp- that's my point. Back to this. Are we gonna talk about sports? Ab- no, we're not gonna talk about sports. What about? We've already talked about sports in this episode more than we ever will in the entire life of our podcast from now on. What about soccer? Or football. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Uh, go City. on Twitter and at me. I'll talk to you about that. But yeah. had, Okay, at, at Brooks. Uh, what's your Twitter handle? You're not even going, no. And just, okay. We'll, we'll be doing this a couple times a month, and we hope it's a good resource for you. Um, we want you to grow in your understanding of God and who God is. And, and we want to grow also as we study. And, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. We never stop growing, man. Never the reason growing. I love writing uh, blog posts, doing podcast things like that is because I learn a lot. You absolutely. Know, starting to study and prepare. Yeah, for sure. I'm the same way. Never stop growing, never stop learning. Well, we came at you from the cornfields 
in the middle of the heartland, and uh, now we're leaving you in the middle of the cornfields. Hopefully, you can find your way out. Yeah, I actually, I literally have Back to cornfields right across uh, the gravel road from where I live. I said that, and you got mad at me. But it's oh, true. people are going to think I live an hour and a half from the city. I don't live an hour and a half. It's 15 minutes. You're the one who said an hour 15, and a half. 15 minutes west of here, and you're at my house. And I'm 20 minutes west of the city. So, do the math. 35 minutes. Come uh, on. Minutes. From downtown. Carry the four. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right, we're done with math. See ya. We're done with the podcast.